Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, September 8th. U.S. equities finished higher in a roller coaster of a session as the markets digested a number of key events. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell reiterated the hawkish tone set just a couple weeks ago in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, as the central bank remains determined to cool off inflation. As well, the European Central Bank hiked its benchmark interest rates by 75 basis points, the largest increase in its history. Meanwhile, the trading day ended on a somber note after news of the death of Queen Elizabeth II. The equity front was relatively light, though McCormick and Company lowered its full-year guidance amid the inflationary environment, and American Eagle Outfitters missed estimates and paused its dividend. The economic calendar was also relatively quiet, but jobless claims unexpectedly moderated, and consumer credit expanded less than forecasts. Treasury yields were higher, and the U.S. dollar ticked lower after yesterday's pullback from multi-decade highs. Crude oil prices gained ground, and gold traded to the downside. Markets in Asia and Europe finished mixed as the global markets processed the commentary from the heads of the Fed and European Central Bank. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 193 points, or 0.6%, to 31,775. The S&P 500 Index increased 26 points, or 0.7%, to 4,006. And the Nasdaq Composite advanced 70 points, or 0.6%, to 11,862. In moderate volume, 3.9 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.3 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil gained $1.60 to $83.54 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price decreased $9.30 to $1,718.50 per ounce, and the dollar index declined 0.2% to 109.66. In equity news on Thursday, McCormick & Company Incorporated, ticker symbol MKC, lowered its full-year earnings and revenue guidance, citing an unfavorable impact of its divestiture of its kitchen basics business, as well as a moderation of elevated consumption trends, which occurred earlier than expected and tempered growth out of its consumer segment. McCormick & Company added that broad pressure on consumers' cost of living from inflation has resulted in higher price elasticity than expected, and it is increasing its brand marketing investments to focus messaging on value, while noting that cooking at home remains higher than pre-pandemic levels, reinforcing its expectation that the shift in consumer demand to at-home consumption will be sustained. Shares dropped. American Eagle Outfitters Incorporated, ticker symbol AEO, reported adjusted second quarter earnings per share of four cents, below the 13 cent fact set estimate, as revenues were flat year over year to $1.2 billion, roughly in line with the street's forecast. The company said demand trends remain difficult, and it continues to make progress in adjusting inventories lower to be in line with these trends. The company lowered its gross margin outlook for the second half of the year, reflecting higher markdowns in anticipation of a more promotional retail environment. Also, American Eagle Outfitters said to increase financial stability while navigating near-term macro challenges, it is pausing its quarterly cash dividend. Shares fell. The S&P 500 added to yesterday's rebound after pulling back for three straight weeks from the rally off the June 16 lows driven by the market's anticipation of continued aggressive monetary policy tightening. 
Last week's employment report also fostered some volatility, and Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders notes in her latest article titled, Are Jobs Living on the Edge? How the August jobs report delivered something for both economic bulls and bears, but what matters more in the near term is the Fed's focus on seeing a continued easing in labor demand. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page and follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday, weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 222,000 for the week ended September 3rd, below the Bloomberg estimate of 235,000 and the prior week's downwardly revised 228,000 level. The four-week moving average fell by 7,500 to 233,000, and continuing claims for the week ended August 27th rose by 36,000 to 1,004,730,000, above estimates of 1,438,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims increased by 10,750 to 1,439,000. Consumer credit, released in the final hour of trading, showed consumer borrowing was $23.8 billion during July, less than the $32 billion forecast of economists polled by Bloomberg, while June's figure was adjusted downward to $39.1 billion from the originally reported $40.2 billion. Non-revolving debt, which includes student loans and loans for vehicles and mobile homes, expanded by $12.9 billion, a 4.4% increase year-over-year, while revolving debt, which includes credit cards, gained $10.9 billion, an 11.6% year-over-year rise. Treasury yields were higher, with the yield on the two-year note rising 5 basis points to 3.51%, and the yields on the 10-year note and the 30-year bond up 4 basis points to 3.31% and 3.44%, respectively. The markets digested this morning's commentary from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, who participated in a Q&A session on monetary policy at the Cato Institute in Washington. Powell continued to stress that inflation and restoring price stability is the primary focus, saying, quote, We need to act now, forthrightly, strongly, as we have been doing. End quote. He added that, quote, My colleagues and I are strongly committed to this project and will keep at it. End quote. Powell's remarks were similar to his decisive stance conveyed a couple weeks ago at the Fed's annual symposium in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Along with the recent rise in Treasury yields, the U.S. dollar has also rallied back to a multi-decade high. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist Kathy Jones discusses in our Schwab market perspective, Mixed Signals, how the Fed has embarked on one of the most rapid tightening cycles in over 40 years, and with inflation continuing to outpace wage growth, more rate hikes are likely on the horizon. Kathy also offers analysis of the greenback in her commentary titled, The Strong Dollar. Can it continue? You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. And check out our Financial Decoder podcast titled, When Interest Rates Rise, What Should You Do With Bonds? Featuring Kathy. The economic calendar will be light tomorrow. However, FedSpeak will be in focus with some central bank officials slated to speak. In international news on Thursday, stocks in Europe finished mixed, with the markets remaining choppy in the wake of the European Central Bank's, or ECB, decision to hike its benchmark interest rates by 75 basis points, its highest ever increase. 
The move came as inflation pressures fester and the ECB raised its inflation forecast for 2024 while lowering its 2023 economic growth outlook. The ECB also signaled that it will tighten policy in the next several meetings. The markets paid close attention to the customary press conference by ECB President Christine Lagarde for color following the announcement. Laggard said interest rates are far from where they need to be to get inflation back to target, pointing out that 75 basis points is not the norm, but the central bank will go above the terminal rate if needed. Inflation pressures have been exacerbated by an energy crisis in the region that has ensued amid the ongoing war in Ukraine, which has been exacerbated as Russia shut off energy supplies to Europe through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline indefinitely this week, and OPEC over the weekend announced small production cuts. Inflation pressures have forced the Fed, Bank of England, and ECB, along with other central banks around the world, to tighten monetary policies. However, Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop, CFA, notes in his article titled Shortages Have Led to Gluts, how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. Also, Jeff discusses in his article titled The End of Rate Hikes, how the signals from central banks that rate hikes, which began last year, may be coming to an end could be welcome news for investors looking ahead to the next 12 months. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeffrey Kleintop. The euro and British pound were lower versus the US dollar, which continues to rally to multi-decade highs. Bond yields in the eurozone and the UK traded solidly higher. The UK FTSE 100 index and France's CAC 40 index were up 0.3%. Germany's DAX index and Switzerland's Swiss market index declined 0.1%. Spain's IBEX 35 index gained 0.8%. And Italy's FTSE MIB index advanced 0.9%. Stocks in Asia finished mixed, with most markets appearing to get a boost from yesterday's rebound in the U.S., though volatility remained amid increased expectations of continued aggressive monetary policies from most major central banks, led by the Fed in the U.S., which has boosted the dollar. The markets anticipated today's comments from Fed Chair Powell, looking to see if he signals whether the central bank will hike rates by another 75 basis points or slow the pace of tightening. Also, today's monetary policy decision from the ECB was in focus, with a 75 basis point increase expected. Meanwhile, the Reserve Bank of Australia hinted that it may slow the pace of its rate increases. However, the Bank of Japan has abstained from tightening monetary policy, and China's central bank has diverged and actually loosened its policy recently. The moves come as China has continued to deploy COVID-related restrictions in parts of the country, which has negatively impacted economic growth. China, the world's second-largest economy, has been hampered by real estate struggles, regulatory crackdowns, and geopolitical tensions with the U.S. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his latest article titled China Q&A, Top 5 Questions, discussing various topics including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. In economic news, Japan's second quarter GDP growth was revised to a higher pace of expansion than initially reported and expected, while accelerating from the modest growth seen in the first quarter. Also, Australia's exports fell more than expected for July. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose at 2.3%, with the yen stabilizing after recent weakness versus the U.S. dollar.
The yen has hit multi-decade lows versus the greenback, following a sharp drop that began in March amid the Bank of Japan's lack of keeping up with other key global central banks and monetary policy. South Korea's Kospi Index advanced 0.3%, India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index moved 1.1% to the upside, and Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index gained 1.8%. However, China's Shanghai Composite Index declined 0.3%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index dropped 1%. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will offer looks at consumer price index and producer price index from China, as well as industrial production from France and Spain. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, September 8th.